Hello and welcome to another episode of SEO with Adam. This week I speak to Andy um, from Redtangle who's just rebuilt his website. He does bespoke um, web development, which is quite a competitive industry in Brighton and he's just looking for some advice on how to, how to deal with that competition locally. And it's a really interesting discussion of whether SEO is the right channel channel for them and, and the opportunities and threats it kind of poses. Really interesting episode. I, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> what Redtangle is? Yeah, I'm Andy. I'm te- uh, technical director at Redtangle. Um, we like to say that we build bespoke websites, so we're generally kind of out of the sort of mainstream WordPress websites. We're more sort of you know think of it as a, a carpenter coming to build your website rather yeah. than going to IKEA and buying one off the shelf. Yeah. So you don't do customizations. You you build from the ground up. We build from the ground up. Yeah. Excellent. We've got a few sort of standardized components and things that we use here, there, and everywhere, but. Um, yeah, usually the clients come to us with a particular need, yeah, and we fulfil that brief exactly as they need it. So, is there a certain niche you tend to operate in, or is it more? No, we we our, our main clients pretty much come to us now with all sorts of different things. We do bits of e-learning stuff, so that's obviously sort of behind the scenes. Um, yeah, but we do brand websites, um, agency websites, yeah, pretty much anything that just, they can think of. Just whatever. Okay, yeah. that's cool. So quite a broad. Yeah, you know, SEO challenge then because it's not like you can optimize for one specific keyword. Maybe that's right. Yeah, um, from, I mean from the, from the brand the websites aren't so bad because you know they're nice known target market and everything. Yeah, um, where you know the, the maximum number of competitors is never that many. Um, it's a bit different for ourselves, and I think that's where we're getting onto, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because let's start with, with with the website itself. Um, you mentioned uh, previous to this the podcast that you're rebuilding the website to be a single page rather yeah. than a, a multi page. Yeah. Um, and there seems to be some concern around that. Yeah, I mean, just having all the content just on the one page it means you can't really sort of target particular keywords to a particular page. Everything's kind of more broad. And obviously mixed into that one page, we've got all of our client work, which means a lot of the words on the site are talking about our clients and not us. Yeah. So for me, if you you know, if I'm looking at it as a, the amount of text on there and the proportion of the text that's actually to do with the things that we do, it doesn't seem like it's that much. Yeah, that's that, cause I did a bit of digging into this just to confirm whether my initial suspicions were correct. Um, the answer was that, yeah, single-page websites don't tend to lend themselves quite as well to SEO, mm. purely because they tend to be a lot lighter on content. Yeah. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Some of like, the biggest startups in the world will have you know, single-page websites because they've got such a huge backlink profile that they're being talked about in all these different newspapers, uh, you know, news yeah. uh, publishers, um, that that gives them enough weight to, to rank for certain keywords um, alone. Because you're probably not doing that scale of PR hmm. I wouldn't imagine um, there's going to be a bit more of a challenge there Definitely. where to launch with, with with a single page website is fine but it may be that you want to consider further down the line adding multiple pages on there that are more dedicated uh, kind of sub pages of your services yeah. that are longer in, longer in content just to get that information on there that Google can read and, and yeah. Kind of clarify yeah the current site has been up there for well years and years now and that was split up into you know relevant categories and things yeah um what we find is that you know we never get a chance to work on our own website no so i imagine it's... turning turning out a new website was very much a case of right let's find the quickest way to grab everything that we've got revamp it make it faster put leaner yeah and just get something up there and obviously that's meant that we've taken this single page 
route. But yeah, I think it's probably going to be at the the downfall of the SEO. Yeah, I mean, do you know how much SEO, how much traffic you get organically currently? It used to be much more. It's gone right down. I okay. think because we don't keep the website up to date or anything, yeah. it's uh, it's dropped right off. I mean, you, we used to be on page one of of Google for um, website design Brighton. Yeah, but not anymore. So. How long ago was that? Was that potentially just like is it, is it a, um, a saturation no, is... thing for, for, from more companies coming into the space that are bigger? Or... Oh, quite likely. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're obviously on the SEO side of it. Yeah, a lot more. It's bigger. Are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the interesting thing you mentioned there about the um, load time and kind of making it faster. Yeah, that is really important. That's um, something that we're doing for all of our clients. Yeah, um, and something that we always did for our original site as well. And this time, this site is you know we've gone down the route of just trying to get every single little speed boost out of it yeah and that's one of the reasons we're getting the new site is that you know just the old site had its limitations yeah being single page will help speed as well because yeah. there's only gonna be one yeah one one kind of asset to load rather than having 10 different pages that is all loading in the background etc um it'll be interesting to see as well uh bounce rate how that affects it it's not something maybe you're monitoring um, but because just the nature of what of bounce rate as a metric, people landing on your site, they don't want to have that many pages to navigate to necessarily. Yeah. So that initial landing page will have quite a high bounce rate, I imagine. Yeah. How much that impacts onto the Google score, I don't know. Obviously, on-site metrics uh, like that do make a difference. Mm. Is it going to be enough to negatively affect your SEO? I don't think so, but I'd be interested to see how it pans out for you guys with yeah. like the bounce rate compared. Something that we've done on on a client website, which is also a single page app, but they had <clears throat> they had videos and sort of minor interactions within the page. We yeah. were able to use the Google uh, events to keep that bounce rate. You know, keep telling Google with someone still there. Yeah, I think on our new site that's probably not going to happen because we don't well we've got galleries and things yeah so. and a time on page and stuff will yeah. still help with that but just from a kind of more theoretical point of view i do wonder because yeah. i know those those metrics are important but um how clever is google in knowing that your page you know just the fact that you have a one page website isn't a bad thing it's that's just how you've built it and that's that's what the user probably wants really is yeah. that snapshot of what you do um the, the kind of the, going back to the, the backlink side that's probably where i would focus the efforts if mm. i was in your position um, having a one-page website, as long as you've got all the on-site, on-page titles and, and, and context and like, subheaders all ticked off and all the on-page stuff is all there, focusing on backlinks and getting more, I want to say PR, I'm not sure if PR is the right word for it, but locally, mm. if you've got directories locally that could link to you or kind of partner websites that you've worked with or... I don't, know, I don't know. For myself, like Wired Sussex, I use that. That's kind of one of the main links to my site. Right. Um, there's a few others that I'm trying to kind of get. Like um, it's more local SEO than rather than like national SEO. Yeah. Um, so not, what's the the yellow pages? What are they called now? Yeah. 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 I was gonna say yeah, but that's <laughs> um, Yale.com, They've kind of got directory listings. Um, making sure you're on Bing. Making sure your Google um, the my business page is all is all correct and ready to go that's mm-hmm. really important as well so i think making sure that you're doing more work locally to rank for that brightness brighton um web designer term is probably where you'd want to spend the time right. just so that you can get that going yeah. i'm not sure if that's something you've done in the past is that are you, how, many, um, how active have you been locally and kind of making those partnerships and networks yeah when well, I mean, we're on wide sussex um we're we're in a few sort of networks and things to do with our business but I guess we haven't really sort of gone out there and made sure, you know, actively 
asked people, can we have links and stuff on your website? Yeah. The Google Home, you know, the, the local listing. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. I'm wondering if since we've moved to Platform 9, whether we've actually even updated that. Yeah. The My Business page, I think, is one of the things that a lot of people do forget to, to maintain, mm. but it is actually really useful. It's not. It kind of moves a little bit away from SEO because it's not really a direct SEO impact. But if people are searching for that, you're then appearing in the maps listings, yeah. so you are gaining organic visibility there. It's not necessarily to your website unless they click the website button. Optimizing that page can be really easy because it's just adding kind of keywords and short descriptions about what your business does and making sure that Google knows the categories that you're listed in. Weirdly, it's not got digital marketing. I don't think that as a that's one of the offers on there it seems quite kind of old-fashioned in the in the, yeah. in, in the listings of tra- like what trade you're in yeah um, it's much easier to be a plumber than a seo on from google's point of view which yeah. is a little bit frustrating but yeah it's, it's worth spending some time looking at that and making sure that like being an um, apple you've got those set up as well because people searching for that would all i think we all probably have got a being account but it's been a long time since i've logged into that or anything and checked anything that we even correctly being listed on there, I'll have just assumed that we are. Yeah, I think Bing basically just wants to copy Google as much as possible. So if you log in and create like a, a listing page, it will just try and pull everything from the Google one, right. um, which is quite handy. I think Bing are very, uh, they're not trying to hide how much they just copy and want to, want to be Google um, with their AdWords campaigns. I did, I did one recently where they just import everything from, from Google. You just link it to your account and it pulls everything in and just goes, do you want us to change anything? And it's like yes or no, and then you just click go, and it will just do exactly what Google's doing. Yeah. So they kind of know the audience in that sense. You mentioned Apple. So what's what is there for Apple? Um, it's like I'm sure there's a Maps listing. Cause I'm not too oh, okay with it, but um, I just know that they have their own kind of platform for for listing businesses and stuff on, which I've never really thought about. I'm not really sure the, the usage on Apple Maps versus Google Maps. Um, so how you know impactful it will be, I don't know. But it's worth, as, as a housekeeping thing, if you're doing the rest of them, there's no, there's yeah, no harm in doing it. Yeah, it's work to sort out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's worth just paying attention to those kind of smaller listings because they will help um, just gain users to your site. But again, it's not necessarily an SEO in terms of organic search. It's just, it's getting your position. I'll start, I'll start the sentence again. When you make a Google search, the Google Maps section takes up such a huge portion of the search results page. Yeah, That's why you want to do it, is because that will just help you get up there. It may not lead to direct traffic to your site from organic, though. That's the only annoying thing, but it is more brand awareness. Google wants to keep people in its kind of ecosystem as yeah. much as possible. So this is another interesting point, actually going back to the Google, going to the search results page. For the terms such as SEO and like web design agencies, etc., on the search results, the amount of paid ads there are is the most I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> there are normally the full four or five slots taken up at the top of quite hefty, well-thrashed-out ads, meaning even if you rank number one for a certain, for a really competitive key tab locally, like, you know, Brighton Web Design, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get that much traffic from it because of the amount of people bidding on the paid ads. Yeah. Which is something I hadn't really thought of before until I, until I was Googling it and researching it and saw it, in that maybe organic traffic isn't a huge potential for you, at least not on those top-level terms. There might be smaller long-tail terms, mm-hmm. or and this is what I was asking about the niche, is there might be certain niches that you might want to try and focus on and create content around rather than going for the top-level terms. Because the amount of work to get number one for bright web design is going to be a lot, and it might not even be that much yeah. like, reward for it because there's so many people just bidding like £5 a click on, on, on yeah. that traffic. I mean, our niche is that we're 
sort of we're bespoke building, we're hand building all these sites and things. And so I think even if we did rank well for those sort of top level terms, yeah. people are going to jump into our site, probably maybe even contact us. But yeah, they're basically going to bounce because we're not yeah. offering the basic level, you know, WordPress stuff that so many people are looking for out there. Yeah, you want to focus more on the kind of bespoke yeah. uh, term and like or hand built or yeah, it's finding those right terms. What people are actually looking for. Yeah, that's what we found hard is that we're not we know people are out there looking for this kind of work yeah but we're not quite sure what they're using as terms to to find us have you undergone like keyword research as a as a activity not, not for our own stuff no that'd be interesting to do i think you'll find it's quite low volume but obviously mm. the value is going to be quite high um there's a, a few tools out there that i'd recommend so there's like keyword finder that's a really handy one because it's quite visual and quite easy to get into um, it will just give you a list of the, the difficulty of the, the keyword to, to rank for, um, the search volume and the, and the kind of the trends. It uses Google's Google AdWords data, I believe, so it's quite oh, okay. accurate rather than some of the other ones which use their own systems, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but can lead to kind of different different results around the place. There's also a really handy Chrome and Firefox add-on called Keywords Everywhere or Keywords Anywhere. What it does is when you make them a search, it will take over the, the SERP a little bit and insert um, the volumes beneath the, the search term that you've put in. And then down the side, on the right hand side, beneath the, um, like where you get the maps, kind of rich data and stuff like that, it will have a list of other keywords that people are also searching for that are related. And then those search volumes as well, all straight in SERP. Um, so you don't have to use a tool or anything and it's free. So that's probably okay. one to check out and that's just play around with because you can, it, it doesn't give you difficulty score for, for ranking those terms, which is the, the useful thing that Keywords Finder or someone like SEMrush or Ahrefs will give. But in terms of just trying to find volume, it's a really handy uh, just Chrome add-on that opens a whole new world of yeah. searching for random things <laughs> and seeing, seeing how many people are searching for them. So Okay. Yeah. I would start with keyword research and then optimise your... Maybe look at and revisit your website as you're building it for those terms. And then maybe what you want to do is build further down the line sub-pages that are focusing around certain intents or keywords so moving maybe away from the bespoke or custom website because that's probably your home page you're going to be optimized mm. for that but any other services you offer that are outside of that or i don't know if there's certain industries you work you want to try and target searching because you could build just a, a single page that's you know custom websites for SaaS or for x you know yeah and then that's gonna be a bit more targeted this is the, yeah, this is one of the things i picked up on the site is that the amount of content on your website at the minute is very is very minimal that's something to add on slowly as you go forward because the more you have on there, the more Google knows about who yeah. you are and what you do. Um, it's great from a user and speed point of view, but it's finding the balance between that and having enough on there to yeah. rank for. I mean, how, how do you how do you feel about that? Is that was that was there a certain like kind of brand decision to have as little as possible, or not as not as little as possible? Yeah, I think I think it's very much a case of you know we know people's time's precious, so you know getting them on there giving them the key bits of information and you know from experience of seeing other people's sites and things the people don't read the content a lot of the time unless it's no. sort of bloggy type content particularly sort of our kind of stuff it's very much visual it's you know showing people examples of work yeah um, and a very quick description of what the project was about because very few people actually seem to want to read in depth about some random website yeah you don't want to see that much but I suppose that's where the impact you had can be useful, like more portfolio stuff, where mm. it's like, oh, we, went, we redesigned this website and there, you know, user rate increased by 20% or their, you know, revenue increased by this amount. 
that could be useful but again it's not really content heavy it's more snapshot stuff of being yeah. like this is what we did this is why we're good um, it's, it's a difficult balance I think because you don't as you say I have been onto some agencies websites where it's just full of text it, it, it's talking about them rather than t- talking about how they can help you Yeah, which is what you're there for at the end of the day if you want to try to hire if you're looking to someone, someone to hire I think that's probably a, a, an area where we need to probably look at the text is changing it so it's more about how we can help yeah. people rather than yeah, because even the stuff that we've got, it, it talks about what the project was, how how it worked, and kind of what it achieved. But that's not the that's kind of talking about other people's stuff, and it's not actively saying here's the things that we can do to help you. Yeah, I think that's a slightly different way of wording things, isn't it? Yeah, I think you also add like a, a, a fourth paragraph at the end there, saying, "Well, this is what how it worked for them. Here's how it can work for you," and just kind of making it more relatable. Mm. perhaps and that's where copywriting comes in and you know the on-site conversion rate optimization and ux and all that do you have any competitors that you identify or that you could like list because because again cause you're, cause you're, it seems to be most of brighton yeah <laughs> most of brighton most of london it seems yeah there's there's so many there's, yeah. there's no ones that particularly stand out as no okay because the, the other thing i would do to try work out Going back to the keyword research and like working out what what works for other people. If you use Semrush, sign up for a free account on Semrush. You can then just chuck the competitor domains in. Mm-hmm. It will then give you a top ten list of keywords they're ranking for and the volumes and, and stuff like that, which is then useful to see what they've maybe found works yeah. for them and they've focused on, and then you can target those keywords. Yeah. Also gives you an idea of their backlink profile, which is where you can then look at where they're getting their backlinks from and then go out and try and copy that to a certain extent. I imagine a lot of agencies locally do do guest blogging and guest posting, so people might write, try and get like a, an article on Moz or get a mar- an article on Ahrefs or mm-hmm. um, HubSpot. Do quite a lot of stuff like that as well to then link back to their site, which then increases their you know their, yeah. their backlink thing. But is that useful for you? I don't know. That's something you're gonna to have to decide for yourself because that's a huge amount of time put in that you could be spending just actually building websites and finding clients through word of mouth. Yeah. And I think this is where the whole is SEO right for you is a huge question because if you're targeting really difficult keywords that are low volume, that it's going to take a lot of time to get, maybe it's maybe it's not worth it. Maybe you need to be focusing on networking or focusing on Facebook ads maybe or LinkedIn ads or, mm-hmm. or doing something else like that that has a better return on investment for time because SEO is great. The reason why I love SEO personally is because you can get the, the scale and the volume there is huge if, if it's done right but if you're targeting a, an industry that doesn't have that much search volume yeah and that as you as you said people might find your website through organic search or through maps or whatever and then go these are people aren't actually right for us because they're too expensive or they you know they don't, they don't do wordpress or they don't do yeah. you're kind of beyond their what they're looking for which isn't a bad thing it's just the industry you know that's your usp that's what the exactly. you own, so. yeah it's a difficult question to ask, answer, because obviously I'm, I'm here saying <laughs> wanting to say that SEO is the best thing in the world, yeah. but then looking at your site, I was kind of going... It's a funny one, isn't it? It's difficult. We, we know this because it's, you know, our clients and stuff, all of our clients' websites just work so much better with the SEO, you know, all the optimizations yeah. in terms of the things that we can put in in terms of speed and the things that an SEO copywriter will bring to the, in terms of, you know, writing the copy. Yeah. And we can it's see it work. Answer. And then we look at our own stuff and think, how on earth can we make this work? Yeah. This is where I think you you should spend a couple of hours, if that, maybe doing keyword research, 
and just look at, get a couple of capacitors that you most closely align with, chuck it into SAMrush, see what they're ranking for. If all of the keywords that they're ranking for are high competition and under 200 a month, then might not be worth it because out of those 200, if you've got a conversion rate of 2%, that's maybe four leads per month from those 200. If that is only one every two months that actually converts into a, a client, yeah. you might have a better success rate by just through word of mouth and through you know people you know. And That's how we've done everything pretty much to date, is all word of mouth. Yeah. We get so much referral work that way. Yeah. Um, and it's more sort of our, our quality of work sort of shines and, and people like to refer us. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we still obviously need to have a website that is found it's good from a UX point of view it's good from a design point of view and all those sort of things and sometimes you know our clients are coming to us and they obviously want to know about the SEO for their own site so they will check on ours yeah and if we're doing nothing yeah it's almost embarrassing but you know it is but I think this is where the portfolio and the client the case of this comes in more you have to push that foot like push that as the as the main focus of the website maybe where you can say well we did SEO for this client and that yeah. resulted in this because otherwise you can spend a huge amount of time trying to improve your own website but that might not actually be worthwhile or work I don't know it's a, it's a hard balance I don't, know what, I don't know what to suggest or recommend really because it's, it's a, such a it depends how much time you've got and if you've got copywriters in-house and you've got like content writers that can spend their time writing guest posts and writing answers to questions people are searching for um, mm. locally about web design and, uh, and stuff that like that. That is something we had considered trying to do, is is trying to find the time and dedicating that time yeah. to doing that kind of content and then having an actual blog that is our own and or we push the content out to yeah. to other sites. That's uh, th that, The backlinks thing is, is what I would probably focus on, so you want to try and get guest posts for other websites. Um, but even that as a, as a tactic is kind of being, I wouldn't say it's being retired by Google but it's they've cottoned on to the fact that everyone's trying to do it right. and it's as long as it's useful it's fine as long as it's contextual it's fine but that just makes it really difficult because you're going to have to go to SEMrush and all the big companies that are related to SEO and related to web design who've all got other people doing exactly the same so it's, yeah. it's hugely competitive which is why you need a dedicated person to it really in house mm. full time so it can then get expensive as well if that person's being paid X per year are you getting that much work out of the, the result of that SEO which again is a separate question in itself for you to kind of work out yeah well knowing more of conversion rates it's hard to judge so i'd probably focus on getting more content onto the website that is based around client work shout about that and shout about what you've been doing for clients yeah. and what seo impact you've had for them especially around page speed because that's something that people are really kind of getting concerned about now yeah and I the mean, fact that that's your priority is really good because it is yeah every single site that we've done recently I mean, we've been striving to. We've been taking snapshots of the page speed before the site was yeah. launched. Yeah, you know, on the old Perfect. on the old sites, if there is an old site, and then comparing it with what's what the new rankings and stuff are. Yeah, uh, and a lot of it is is entirely achievable. We're getting sort of on the um, Google Chrome audits, you know, ninety plus. Yeah, I mean, that's, on those, and that's that's yeah. that's hard to get to that point because I've been yeah. doing it. I got one the other day. It was a hundred. Wow! Well, that, is, that is basically hard. <laughs> but thankfully, it was a very it was a very simple site. Is, so, it, uh, is it like the um, this, this is a website? Yeah, kind pretty. Of type thing, but it's just the text. It was yeah. It was a very very quick turnaround site. Um, yeah. and it didn't have any fancy functionality on there whatsoever. And I think that that made the massive difference. But PageSpeed's a big issue, I think, because I've been trying to optimize our website for it. We use um, Shopify. Mm. Well, one of my clients uses Shopify for 
so there's a certain benefit there in their content delivery network and everything like that. But there's also a lot of, of heavy loading behind the, the, the yeah. scenes that they're doing that I can't And this is something I think, edit. We, I mean, really, we've been doing this since year dot, since we've been making websites. That, yeah. You know, this whole bespoke approach has always meant that, you know, we're, we're not delivering loads and loads of random plugins and things that aren't yeah. actually being used on the website. Correct, yeah. Something we find all the time is that, you know, people are coming to us with an existing website and they're going, oh, it's loading slow. And we kind of dive into, into it, it and, and realise that they're loading 15 plugins for carousels or something like yeah. that and they haven't even got a carousel on their website yeah so you have to like strip it all back and restart yeah start from scratch yeah yeah but there's also the balance there for for us where the product we're selling it needs to be it's quite high value it's quite technical so there's a lot of images on the, on the website because it's useful for people it's handy yeah um and it helps conversion rate but from a google's point of view they're like oh you've got a lot of images this is this web page is you know three megabytes that's huge it's yeah. like well it is but it's also what people want, what people need to make the decisions on buying. So yep. there's a balance there of not just you know focusing too much on it, which I think I perhaps went down the path of going, shall we just rip everything out and make it really quick? Because that's what is good for SEO, but it's not really what's good for SEO. It's what Google is telling you through an arbitrary metric, which yeah. is handy, but you need to balance the two. Yeah. I mean, we're finding, with, particularly with the images and stuff, it's as great as the content management systems are, they're making a lot of assumptions on how you want to deliver an image. Yeah. And not necessarily giving you the exact optimised versions that you need. So taking the images beforehand and you know, making sure they're just the right sort of sizes and settings and things and making file formats, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And then lazy loading them as well on the page. That's a huge... That's the main problem I've had is that lazy loading... I've not been able to enable it on Shopify. Okay. They have it for like the, the for their gallery images, but not for the content and the actual description. So, which is where the images, the bigger images are. Um, it's all below the below the fold content is where the images are, but they're being loaded at page loaded. load. Yeah. yeah, which is a frustrating thing. But touch wood, so far, well, the the SEO has been increased. The organic rankings have been increasing through other metrics. So that suggests that the, the site is still better than other people. Yeah. So. Speed is really important, but it's not the end all and be all. But focusing on that going forward, because I think it is going to be a bigger well, they're issue in more the future. for mobile phones and stuff now, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's, Opt yeah. optimized first for mobile phones. Yeah, well, optimized first, but ranking first for mobile phones. And the metric that the Google audit tool uses, I think, is a is a throttled like three G connection on a really old phone. So it's a really harsh metric that it's it's forcing purely for that reason is that they want to know that if you're in a field in Wales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that you can access the website which our site may not hold up to very well because it's so image heavy yeah um but yeah it doesn't seem to have stopped it so far so but you know it's something i'm looking into but need to be aware of i think yeah i'm not sure what to recommend overall really what, what are your thoughts what from, I, from what i've said I, I, you... I think i think this single page site of ours is is good and it's going to sort of just refresh our current one i mean we're not even going for a massive style change on it or anything it's just reusing old assets and just delivering them in a better way yeah um we it'll get us something up quicker that's we can keep up to date reasonably well and then i think yeah you're right i think we probably need to kind of slowly go back to that idea of having separate pages for dedicated content you know around our services around yeah our target audiences and things um, which we can write better content for i'm sure when we had it before, I think a lot of the content that we had on there 
was really small images. It was kind of thumbnails, and we never really expanded on anything. Yeah. So I think it'd be good to just cherry pick a few of the best things and sort of shout about them, and as you say, talk about how the solutions could help a potential visitor to a, to the site. Yeah. And I think that's where it moves a little bit away from SEO and more towards conversion rate optimization. Is you want to make sure that it's, you know you might have the same number of people going to your website, but if they can see it's more valuable to them, yeah. you'll get more inquiries. So I think in terms of takeaways and, and things for you to do, I would look at competitors and, and look at SEMrush and, and mm. just see who what they're ranking for, what volumes you're going to get in, and seeing if there's any opportunity there. It might spark some random ideas that you hadn't thought of, um, or it might just confirm your the current suspicions that it's a really competitive industry with low volumes. And that maybe SEO is is not the right marketing channel, which pains me to say, unfortunately. <laughs> but sometimes you do have to kind of just admit admit that. Um, and then I, I would look at keyword keyword research and just spend a couple of hours doing that. Both of those are very linked because I think you'll find keywords within within the SEMrush tool um, to see to see what other people are ranking for and then expand on that. A keyword anywhere's are probably the most useful because it just throws up loads of random ideas. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you.